What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, and welcome to week four of my weekly NFL pick show for the 2017-2018 NFL season. And in what was a pretty tumultuous week three, I like to think we weathered it relatively well. We could always do better, but we could have done a lot worse, too. And when I say tumultuous, I mean tumultuous. I believe on Sunday alone, Betting underdogs were 10 and 4 against the spread, and once again, our rule of four worked out. Another six teams who were betting underdogs at the start of their game won their games straight up. It's always four, a minimum of four. You can always count on that every week. But let's look at our week three results before we get into the picks for week four. In week three, straight up, I was nine and seven, and basically, compared to a lot of other people, nine and seven was pretty damn good in, you know, again, a pretty darn tumultuous week. Nine and seven straight up has me 30 and 17 picking the games straight up this season, and we like that. Against the spread and over under, look, it was a challenge because it was a difficult week. Against the spread, I only went six, nine, and one, so I actually got my first push of the season against the spread that came in the which game was that the very first game of the se- the week actually the Rams and 49ers it looked like it was going to be a slam dunk against the spread win but the 49ers basically staging that comeback and the game finished within two points which is exactly what I told you the spread was so we got our first push against the spread 24 22 and 1 this season over under as you know it's been an absolute struggle another six and ten week over under for the second week in a row i believe yep that leaves me 15 31 and one over under so far on the season so basically if you bet the exact opposite of every over under play that i've given you this season you'd be having a pretty damn good season over under Platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks, another fairly successful week in those. However, the bronze pick, we swung and we missed three straight times, totally struck out on the bronze pick. It was a straight-up loss, as I told you to take Oakland to beat Washington, and Washington better than doubles them up, 27-10. to Obviously, it wasn't against the spread loss. I told you to go Oakland, minus three in that game. And I thought it would go over the 54 points with two high-powered offenses. They only get to 37, so it was an over-under loss as well. The silver pick. I told you to take Kansas City to beat the Chargers. They better than doubled them up, 24-10. to It wasn't against the spread win, as I told you to go Kansas City, minus 3. But it was a loss on the over-under, as I told you to go over 45.5 points. My gold pick, I told you to take Green Bay to beat Cincinnati in Green Bay. It took overtime, but Green Bay comes back and wins that game 27-24. Game-winning field goal for Mason Crosby. And Aaron Rodgers finally wins an overtime game, now with a career mark of 1-7. It was an against-the-spread loss, as I told you to go Green Bay minus 9, and they only win the game by 3. But it was an over-under win, as I told you to go over 45 points and they get to 51 and the platinum pick we swept the platinum pick and that's what we like to see i told you to take the patriots to beat houston it took some last minute heroics from tom brady but they do that 36 to 33 it was an against the spread win as i told you to go houston plus 13 in that game the days of taking patriots double digit spreads for the time being are over because the defense can't do it. The defense can't hold up to what the offense can produce. So Houston plus 13, we love that. And my favorite over-under play of the week, I told you to go over 43 and a half in this game. And what happens? They get to 69. So on the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze, we were three and one straight up. We were two and two against the spread, and we were two and two over-under. The over-under, at least, seemed to be trending in the right direction with those picks. Let's take a look at the Bridgewater's Finest and Hatbox Pick'em Pools, see how we're doing in both of those. In the Bridgewater's Finest straight up pool, I'm into second place out of 34 people making picks, 286 out of 392 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 73%, and that would be a championship clip in every other season since we've been doing this. 73% would be good enough. So if I hold that all season, we're going to be right there for the championship. In week three, I pulled in 85 out of 136 possible confidence points. Pretty good on a week where we only went nine and seven. That's 63% 
on the confidence points. Shout out to our week three winner, Anthony Simone. He had the same record as me, nine and seven, managed the confidence points just a little bit better. 90 out of 136 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 66%, and it was good enough to win the week. 69 King remains our overall leader. I did gain on him by, I think, three points or something like that, but he's still fairly comfortably out there in the lead. 33 and 14 on the season, 309 out of 392 possible confidence points for an incredible confidence point clip of 79%. So shout out to Anthony Simone for winning week three and 69 King for remaining the overall leader. We'll shoot over to the hat box pick'em pool now where I sit tied for seventh place out of 38 people making picks with my 30 straight up wins so far on the season. That is a clip of 64%. We're picking 64% of the games correct, moving towards that magical 70%. In week three, I went nine and seven again. So nine out of the 16 games picked correctly. That's a clip of 56%. And as you can see, the week three winner, we had 12 teams tied at nine and seven. So nobody in that pick'em pool did better than nine and seven straight up in week three. Just goes to show you what a week that was. So 12 teams go nine and seven and all 12 of them are the winners for week three. That includes our overall leader, Discolos remains the overall leader. 33 out of 47 games picked correctly, which means he is what, 33 and 14? so far on the season and that is that magical clip of 70 percent correct so shout out to anthony simone and the 12 people in the hatbox pool that won week three and 69 king and discolos for remaining the overall leaders in the pick'em pools we'll quickly pop over to fantasy corner and see how my four fantasy football teams did in week three and we went three and one and not to brag about fantasy football but you kind of have to a little bit my four teams through three weeks are combined 10 and 2, and you gotta love that. In the Professionals Dynasty Fantasy Football League, I took the loss this week, my first of the season, against my friend Anthony Cormier. That drops me to 2 and 1 on the season. In week four, I got a matchup against fellow NFL YouTube prognosticator Keith Bailey, Beetle Bailey. That's a projected win for me, but I believe Keith is undefeated so far this season, so that'll be an interesting matchup there. In the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Fantasy Football League, again, both of these leagues are dynasty leagues, I picked up the win from behind. I was the underdog in that matchup, won it straight up against Chalupa Batman. That moves me to two and one on the season. And I've got a week four matchup with Hatbox, Chris Carter, uh, the Ghost Manor Ghouls or something like that. It's a projected win for me, so that's going to be an interesting matchup there. So again, uh, thank you to Anthony Cormier and to Chalupa Batman for the Week 3 matchups, and I look forward to my Week 4 matchups against both Keith and Chris. And I'll take the opportunity to remind you, as I always do, that if you go to the description of the video file on YouTube or the audio file on SoundCloud, iTunes, anything like that, you're going to find all of my results straight up against the spread and over under from week three and so far on the season. You're going to find all my straight up against the spread over under picks for week four in the NFL season. You're going to find information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest and Hatbox Pick'em pools for season six of my show, and I believe it's the third or fourth year that Hatbox has been doing his. Make sure you get your picks in there. It is not too late. You can join up, put your picks up head to head against mine, and most of the other NFL YouTube prognosticators are in one or both of those leagues. You're going to find information for subscribing to the Hatbox Nation YouTube channel, piece of content that I'm doing every single week, my finest NFL parlays. And you're going to find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page. We talk football all week. All your favorite progs are on there. So make sure you join the page and get in on the fun. You may be able to tell, you may be not, but I'm trying, I'm endeavoring this week to get this episode done a little bit quicker than normal. So here we go. Picks for week four in the NFL. We are not going to start with a Thursday nighter, which means obviously the Thursday nighters in my platinum, gold, silver, and bronze somewhere. We're going to start in Miami where the Dolphins are going to play host to the New Orleans Saints. 
The Dolphins split back-to-back road games to open up their season after that postponement in Week 1. Having a little bit of trouble scoring. They've only put up two touchdowns in two games. The Saints, on the other hand, starting the season 1-2, and kind of continuing their glass cannon ways. Pretty good offense, not very good defense. Saints, however, are coming off of a divisional road win straight up in Carolina as I said they would, but a very impressive win for the Saints in Week 3. And New Orleans, man, they're just kind of doing New Orleans things. They're putting up a ton of yardage. They're a top 10 total offense. They're not quite putting up the yardage through the air that we're used to seeing from the Saints, but where they've supplemented that is a bit more of an emphasis on the run game. I mean, most seasons you don't see the Saints averaging 97 yards on the ground per game you are seeing that so far this season where they are really not putting up though that defense is playing terribly again expectations were that they were going to be better that defense has been bad giving up over 300 yards per game through the air and over a buck 25 on the ground per game now if Miami can get their run game going that spells a lot of trouble Now, they haven't really done a great job of that so far. Actually, Miami, in their two games, haven't really done a great job of much of anything. They're the number 27 total offense in football in terms of yards per game and the number 25 total defense in terms of yards per game. And that's really where I think the game's going to come down to it. I don't see this Miami secondary being able to stop Drew Brees like at all this could be a 400 yard game for drew Brees. expect michael thomas to do big things expect alvin Kamara, who they've been doing a great job of getting involved in the past game do big things in this game even though it's back-to-back roadies and you don't like back-to-back roadies at the best of times but certainly not with a team that doesn't travel well like the saints they don't have to go super super far from louisiana to florida I like the Saints in this one. I'm going to tell you to go New Orleans on the road in Miami to beat the Dolphins. On the line, New Orleans actually a road favorite here by two and a half points. It's less than a field goal. I like them to win the game, so I'm going to tell you to take that New Orleans minus two and a half. Over under in this game, the total is 49 and a half, and I'm doing something a little different with over under this week in an attempt to try and get a little bit better. These two teams combined three and two over under because Miami of course has only played two games I believe New Orleans has gone over in all three of their games I'm gonna tell you to go over this number 49 and a half because again Miami has just taken some significant injuries on the defensive side of the ball I don't know how they're going to be able to stop the Saints at least from putting up a ton of yardage and that's likely going to translate into points and Miami can put up points on their own so 49 and a half it's a big number but I'm going to tell you to go over 49 and a half in Miami New Orleans let's go to Cleveland now a battle of winless teams the Browns and the Bengals divisional matchup AFC North I expect this to be a relatively close game the Bengals played much better against Green Bay defensive touchdown they got into the end zone finally and you know what it was a good game it was a good game for the Bengals right up until the end when they got torched by Aaron Rodgers It's back-to-back road games for the Bengals. You got to kind of worry about that. Again, look, Cleveland, I thought Cleveland was going to win last week. I really, really thought Cleveland was going to win last week. It didn't happen. It's hard to pick Cleveland two weeks in a row. But because I'm insane, because I have a a mental problem, I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to tell you to take the Browns this week because... That game wound up being really close, the Cleveland-Indianapolis game. It was only decided by a field goal. Cleveland came back in that game. They showed grit. They showed resilience on the road, which they don't typically do. And now they're going to face a Cincinnati team that was so close last week and played especially the first half, but really the first three quarters of that game, almost as well as you could possibly play them in Green Bay against the Packers. And after that kind of disappointment going overtime, now they have to come to a tough divisional matchup, a team that can play some defense, a team that can play some offense. They have weapons. Again, I'm insane, but I'm going to tell you to take the Browns. I like Cleveland this week at home to get their first win of the season by beating Cincinnati. 
On the line, Cleveland, three-point dog at home. I'm going to tell you to take that because I like the Browns to win. Even if the Browns don't win, I expect this game to be super, super close and probably come right down to the wire. So Cleveland plus three is the play. These two teams are a combined two and four over under so far this season. So even though the total is only 40, I'm going to tell you to stay under on it. I think the defenses show up for both teams, a tough, hard-nosed, classic AFC North matchup. So I'm going to tell you to stay under 40 points in Cleveland, Cincinnati. And for the second week in a row, go with the Browns. Let's go to Dallas now where the Cowboys had an excellent showing last night on Monday Night Football in the second half, you know, once that they kind of really got going against Arizona and Arizona starting off that game really hot, but the two teams just completely inverted by the end of the game. Dallas comes up with the big win and now they get to go home to face the LA Rams. The Rams have to be the surprise of the early NFL season, not just the fact that they're 2-1, and one, but the fact that the Los Angeles Rams have the best offense in football right now from a statistical standpoint. 107 points in three games. They've scored 12 touchdowns in three games. Again, I say you gotta take it with a grain of salt because two of those three games have been against Indianapolis and San Francisco. The one that's in the middle there is Washington, whose defense can be kind of suspect sometimes. So you have to take that with a grain of salt. And it took an Aaron Donald sack right at the end of the game, a crucial third down there right at the end of the game to get that win. Basically, the Rams should have run away with that game against San Francisco. The fact that they didn't and the fact that it came down to a two-point game, a two-point victory, that troubles me big time, especially now that they have to travel to Dallas. Back-to-back roadies for the Rams, and you certainly don't like to see that. I'm pretty sure I like the Cowboys a whole bunch in this game. It's worth pointing out the one thing the Rams are not doing this season, which they've done in seasons past, even when they've been a bad football team, they've played defense. They're not doing that this season. The Rams are the number 22 total defense in football this season based on average yards per game. And you really have to do that because two teams have only played two games. But in terms of average yards against per game, they're number 22 and they're not stopping the run. They're being slashed for a buck 39 on average on the ground. And when you saw Zeke Elliott in the second half of last night's game rip off a couple of long runs and start to get some confidence back, that is terrifying for the LA Rams. I like Dallas in this game at home. Cowboys win by beating the Rams. But that said, Dallas is a seven-point favorite in this game, and for some reason that number just seems too big for me. I would imagine that that number is going to drop through the week, and if it does, then you can confidently take the Cowboys' side of it. But seven points I just think is too many. So right now with this line, I'm going to tell you to go Rams plus seven. There is no total in this game right now. It's currently off with Vegas. And basically, I'm going to tell you to go over anything under, let's say, 45. These two teams are 4-2 and two combined over under so far this season. The Rams are not playing good defense. Dallas's secondary is questionable. You got to imagine eventually the Rams offense is going to normalize and kind of come back down to earth. Is that going to happen this week? Who knows? Road game? Maybe, maybe not. But 45 points, if you get like a 45 or a 44 and a half, I think you can confidently take the over in this one. So that's the way I'm going to tell you to go on the total. Let's go to Minnesota now where the Vikes are undefeated at home at 2-0 with two rather impressive showings so far. They're going to play host to the Detroit Lions who have also won their only road game so far this season. The Vikings at home so far this season averaging over 30 points a game and giving up 18 points a game. That's a pretty darn big margin of victory. Two quality wins against the Saints and the Bucks so far at home. They've played really well. Dalvin Cook has played out of his mind in his own building, which is awesome. That's great news for the Vikings run game now and in the future. But they're also going to be playing a pretty darn good Detroit Lions team. Look, man, these Lions hung with the Atlanta Falcons. And honestly... I mean, look, I think that was a touchdown. I think Detroit should have won that game. That's just me. That's just my opinion. Every replay I looked at looked like that ball. It was so close. Like, look, it was really close. I honestly think Detroit kind of got screwed out of that game. 
in my personal opinion, the Lions should be 3-0 and and leading this division. It blows my mind that with such a fluid quarterback situation, the Minnesota Vikings could be the number two team in football in terms of in terms of yards per game. Right now, they're only trailing New England. 400 yards of offense per game on average, 285 through the air, and a buck 15 on the ground. They've translated it into 72 points, 24 points a game. They're not really translating it into points the way New England is, the way Kansas City is, the way Atlanta or even Tennessee is. So they're not really translating it into as many points, but Minnesota putting up a ton of yardage so far on the season. Detroit kind of middle of the pack in terms of total defense and yards per game, but the one thing that Detroit has really been able to do so far this season is stop the run. So if Detroit can get in there and hold Dalvin Cook to decent numbers, because again, Dalvin Cook's been really good at home in those two games so far this year where the Vikes are undefeated, but if Detroit can kind of hold him in the run game to, you know, three yards, four yards, something like that. If they can hold him under 100 and force the Vikes to have to throw the ball, I think they're going to be in pretty good shape. Is it going to be Sam Bradford? Is it not going to be Sam Bradford? It's kind of hard to tell exactly what that quarterback situation is going to look like week to week. There's the Teddy Bridgewater factor. What in the world is going to happen with this Vikings pass offense from week to week? It's hard to say. Kind of going with a gut feeling here, but I really feel like the Lions are motivated. The Lions are ready to win this game on the road. They're ready to show they're a better road team than most people think they are. And going into Minnesota and getting a divisional win is exactly the way that they do it. I like the Lions in the upset here to go in and beat the Vikings in Minnesota. Right now, there is absolutely nothing for this game. There is no spread. There is no total. So... On the spread, I'm obviously going to tell you to take Detroit's side of the spread. I imagine when this line opens up, Minnesota will be the favorite based on the fact that they're 2-0 at home. So look, just take Detroit's side of it. Right now, you can call it a pick on my guess, but take Detroit's side because I like the Lions to win. Total, I would go over anything like 42 or less. I do think this is going to be a relatively low number when the total finally does release. Uh, regardless of who's playing quarterback for the Vikings. So if you get like a 42, even maybe a 42 and a half or a 43, I'd tell you to go over on it. If it's going to be a higher number, like 44, 45, whatever, you might want to look at the under. These two teams have combined to go four and two over under so far this season. So again, if you get like a 41, 42, I think you can confidently go over on it. All right, let's pick things up here. Jets and Jacksonville. The Jags obviously coming off of that just utterly dominant you could barely call it a football game utterly dominant game in london where they just steamrolled the baltimore ravens also hey how about them jets j-e-t-s jets 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 beat the dolphins last week jets have their first win of the season you know what it's going to be a struggle on offense all season for the jets but if the jets can get their defense to show up the jets can win some games it's It's hard to say that, but if the defense can show up, the Jets can win some games. Everything in the numbers says Jacksonville is going to win this game. They're a better offense. They're a better defense. They run the ball like a monster. The Jets can't stop the run worth anything. Basically, everything in this game tells you that Jacksonville is going to win it, and that's why I'm going to tell you to go with the Jets. The only reason I'm telling you to take the Jets in this game is... This is a bad pun, but whatever. It's jet lag. Jacksonville has gone to London. They played a great game. Incredible. They're feeling awesome about themselves. Now they got to come back home and they got to hit the road and they got to go to the Jets, a team that won last week. If you just put the numbers aside for two seconds, it's not as easy a situation for the Jags as it might seem. In what I think is going to be a great defensive battle, I'm actually going to tell you to take the home underdog Jets to beat Jacksonville in New York. On the line, the Jets are three and a half point dogs at home. I'm gonna tell you to take that Jets plus three and a half. It's over a field goal. So even if you like Jacksonville to win the game, for whatever, I just, I feel like this game is gonna be tight. I may call it a gut instinct, call it stupid, whatever you want, just don't call me late for dinner. But I will take the Jets plus three and a half on the line. Total in this game is 39 and a half points. These two teams are three and three over under. It's an absolute coin flip. 
I think you I think you got to go under. I really think you have to go under on it because of how good the Jags defense is and how good the Jets defense can be. They haven't exactly shown it this season. They can be a really good defense, especially at home. So look, it's a low number, but I still got to tell you to take the under 39 and a half points in Jacksonville, New York. Let's go to Baltimore now where the Ravens will welcome the Steelers to town. Another tough AFC North matchup. Baltimore got embarrassed last week. It can be a real motivator to get embarrassed and then come out the next week to really just punch somebody in the mouth. I can't, here's my problem, I can't bet with the Ravens right now because, oh my God, that offense. Like, watching that game, as someone who's kind of a quasi-Ravens fan, like, I like Baltimore, but holy crap, that offense. Like, what happened to Joe Flacco? I get, Have I just not been paying attention and Joe Flacco's a, a terrible quarterback now? Also, running back situation. What the hell is going on there? Why is Buck Allen not basically the bell cow of this offense? He's head and shoulders the best playmaker that they have at the halfback position. I mean, look, the Jags feasted on Baltimore last week. So Baltimore has to be playing embarrassed. You got to imagine that Harbaugh at this point may even be playing for his job. So look, a home game against a divisional opponent that you know really well, I expect Baltimore to come out and play a better game this week, but I don't expect them to win. The Steelers right now are a better team top to bottom. Take Pittsburgh. Maybe, just maybe, the Steelers can figure out their run game this week against a Baltimore Ravens defense that is giving up a buck 12 on average on the ground so far this season. So I like the Steelers' heads up to win the game. On the line, Baltimore's a two and a half point dog at home. It's less than a field goal, so I'm going to tell you to take Pittsburgh's side of that. Steelers, minus two and a half at Baltimore. Total in this game is 44 points, but this is the worst combined over-under record of any of the games this week between these two teams, one and five over under so far on the season. So you got to take the under. It's a kind of one of those middling numbers, but you got to take the under on it. Under 44 points in Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Let's go to Houston now where the Texans are going to play host to the Tennessee Titans. Houston's got to feel pretty good about themselves. They were incredibly competitive with the New England Patriots in New England. That's a huge feather in your cap. And now you get to come home but you're going to be playing a Tennessee Titans team that's also feeling pretty damn good about themselves after beating the Seahawks. Tennessee, in fact, got to be feeling good about everything so far this season. They won their only road game. They've won two games in a row. Their run game is just off the charts incredible right now. And they're going to be going in to face a Texans team that, quite frankly... You know, they've been all right on the defensive side, giving up more yardage through the air than I would like to see them. But they're giving up almost 100 yards per game on the ground. And I just, again, I just think this Tennessee run game is just going to be able to slice and dice all game here, even though the game is in Houston. I got to like the Titans here as they've won their only road game. I think they're the better team. I'm going to tell you to take Tennessee on the road to beat Houston. On the line, this is an incredibly close line. Houston is a point and a half dog at home, but I like Tennessee to win the game. So in a close line, I actually think that's a bit of a gift. So we're going to go Tennessee minus a point and a half at Houston. Total in this game is 44 points. The teams are a combined three and three over under. I'm still going to tell you to go under on it because it's two pretty good defenses. Tennessee bases most of their offense around the run, which means a lot of time coming off the clock. I don't think they get to that 44 points. I think it's relatively close, maybe 40, 41, 42, but I'm going to tell you to go under 44 points in Tennessee, Houston. Let's go to LA now where the Chargers are coming off the first, like, in, oh, how do I, how do I want to phrase this? The first game this season where they like, they le they left the game knowing like, yo, we lost that game. Because look, the first game at Denver was a field goal game. The second game, hosting Miami, was a two-point game. So they were right there in both of those first two games. The third game, not so much. Kansas City kind of showed them what for. I will say this. I think the Chargers are better than 0-3. 
Like, I, I don't think this, this doesn't look to me like an 0-3 football team. Looks to me as like maybe a 1-2, like something like that. I could live with 1-2. 0-3 is definitely disappointing. And they're going to have to welcome the Philadelphia Eagles to town, leading that division, or co-leading the NFC East anyway, the best offense in that division. Worth noting that both of the Eagles' wins so far this season have come within the division, but the Chargers obviously are winless outside of their division at 0-2. They've lost both their home games. The Eagles have won on the road this season. And in a world where the defenses, at least statistically, are fairly close to each other, like the Chargers have given up 67 points, the Eagles have given up 68. So where they're basically right even I have to defer to the team with the better offense and right now head and shoulders that's the Eagles Philly with a top 10 total offense so far this season in terms of average yards per game they're putting up about 252 through the air and a buck 19 on the ground the Chargers have not really been able to stop the run they've been gashed for almost a buck 47 on average, on the ground, that run defense, pretty porous there in Los Angeles. So Philadelphia is definitely going to have some running lanes in this game. Even though it's a road game, I like the Eagles here on the road to beat the LA Chargers. Chargers the one-point favorite in this game at home, which kind of surprises me. I would have expected the line to be going the other way. But in any case, I'll just say thank you, Las Vegas, and go Philadelphia plus one at the Chargers. Total in this game is 47 points. These two teams are also 3-3 three and three over under so far this season. It, it, the number's too big. I got to tell you to stay under on it because Philly can play some defense even though they're banged up. The Chargers can play defense, certainly in the secondary. Run defense, not so much. But 47 points is way too many for me. So I'm going to tell you to go under 47 points in Philadelphia, Los Angeles. Let's go to Tampa Bay now where the Bucks are coming off of a very convincing loss getting doubled up in Minnesota by the Vikings, but they are welcoming the 0-3 Giants who, holy cow. Look, I will say the Giants played a much better game at Philly in week three. It took that 60-yard field goal at the end in order for the Eagles to win that game. So it was a much closer game. It was a better effort for the Giants. The offense coming around a little bit, but this is back-to-back -back road games. They got to go play a Tampa Bay team that is better rested than they are. This is going to be the Giants' third road game in their four games so far this season. That is a tough task for any team. I got to go with my gut here, and my gut says Tampa Bay at home so i'm going to tell you to take the bucks at home to beat the giants that said if the bucks want to win this game they got to figure out a way to run the ball the giants have a terrible run defense so far this season but their secondary has played really well so Jameis winston is going to be in line to make some mistakes in this game if he's forced to continue with the pass game they have to find a way to get a running back in there that can get some yardage and if it means Signing guys, signing free agents, somebody that can run the football. They've got to do that, and they've got to commit to the run game, and they definitely have a path to win this game, but they've got to do that first. But still, situational pick. I like Tampa Bay in this game to beat the Giants at home. Tampa Bay favored by three points at home. It's only a field goal. I'm going to tell you to go Tampa Bay minus three. Total in this game is 44 points. These two teams are a combined two and three over under so far this season. But something in my gut says that this is going to be a high scoring game. So I'm going to tell you to go over 44 on this one, even though, like I said, they're only two and three over under. I just, I think this is set up for the teams to score some points. Giants offense seems like it's coming around. So over 44 points in New York, Tampa Bay. Let's go to Denver now where the Broncos will meet the Raiders AFC West matchup. Both teams coming off of losses, both on the road. Not only are both of these teams coming off of losses last week, they're coming off of relatively lopsided losses, at least two possession games, and both from games that I don't think they had any business losing. I think Denver should have beaten the Bills. I think the Raiders should have beaten the Redskins. They just did not show up in either of those games on the offensive side really on the defensive side either for either team and look it was just two games that those teams should have won these are two teams that know each other very well but i've got to defer to the elite home team in this case which is the denver broncos again certainly with that 
just dominant win against Dallas a couple of weeks ago in Denver. I think the fact that they're playing in Denver is just the thing that's going to make the difference here. If the game was in Oakland, I'd probably go with Oakland. But the game's in Denver, I'm going to take the Broncos in a division matchup to beat the Raiders. On the line, Broncos are favored by two and a half points at home. It's less than a field goal. I like them to win it. Denver, minus two and a half. Total in this game is 46 and a half points. These two teams combined are four and two over under. So I'm actually going to tell you to take the over on it. Oakland's defense has not been playing great so far this season. Denver's defense has played really well, but you know they have given up more points than I would have expected them to give up, just in terms of points allowed. So 46 and a half, it seems like a relatively high number, but I am going to tell you to take the over 46 and a half in Oakland, Denver. Let's go to Seattle now where the Seahawks are going to play host to the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts got off the schneid, won at home last week, and now they got to hit the road and cross the country and go to Seattle. Not going to spend much time on this game. I like the Seahawks based on the fact that it's in Seattle. Seahawks win this game. Their offense kind of starting to come around a little bit last week. They showed some flashes of it, some flashes of what Russell Wilson can do, what they can do with those tight end sets. As long as Doug Baldwin is not severely injured, I think they should be fine in this game. They should put up more than enough points to win it. So I like the Seahawks at home to beat the Colts. Hey, you ready for the craziest line of the week so far? Seattle's favored by 13 points at home. That's dumb. Look, I know the Colts defense is bad. I know the game's in Seattle, but Seattle on offense has done nothing to indicate that they should be favored by double digits in any game against anybody anymore. Until they get that figured out, there is no way in hell you can take Seattle minus 13 in this game. No chance. Indy plus 13 in a game that they could conceivably win. Probably not, but at least it's conceivable. Total in this game is 41.5 points. The two teams are 3-3 three and three over under so far on the season. Kind of a coin flip, but it's a low number. So let's go over on it. Let's go over 41.5 points in Indianapolis, Seattle. And the last game we're going to look at before we get into the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks for week four is the Kansas City Chiefs playing host to the Washington Redskins. Kansas City, one of only two undefeated teams left in the NFL. The Redskins coming off of back-to-back wins after dropping the opening game of the season. Redskins offense looks good. Defense, eh, not so much. Chiefs offense looks great so far. The defense, they're playing pretty well. Between these two teams, you would certainly expect the Redskins to have the better of the offensive side, just on paper, you know, preseason, if you asked who was going to have the better offense uh, through three weeks, the Redskins or the Chiefs, most everybody, I think, would have said the Redskins. And yet, here's the Chiefs sitting with the number two offense in the AFC. This game will be a true test of the Redskins' defense, especially the run defense. Be interesting to see what Kareem Hunt is going to do against a run defense that's been pretty darn good so far this season, only giving up 62 yards per game in the Redskins. But honestly, I think Hunt is uh, is up to the task. So I'm going to tell you to take the Chiefs, Kansas City, at home to beat the Redskins. On the line, Kansas City favored by minus six and a half at home. And only because this is under a touchdown am I going to tell you to take it. Kansas City minus six and a half. I think the pass game is going to be able to keep doing what it's been doing. I think Kareem Hunt is going to have himself a fine day. Not going to be, I don't think, this incredible performance or anything. Because I got to give credit to the Redskins run defense. They've played fairly well so far this season. But I am going to tell you to go under a touchdown favorite, Kansas City, minus six and a half. Total in this game is 49 and a half points. These two teams are three and three over under. Seems like a little bit too big of a number for defenses that are playing fairly well so far this season. So I'm going to tell you to stay under on it. Under 49 and a half points in Washington, Kansas City. Let's go 27-20 just for shits and giggles. Let's predict a score. All right, platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks for week four, 2017-2018 NFL season. We'll start at the bottom with the bronze pick where I am 2-1 and one straight up, 1-2 one and two against the spread, and 0-2-1 oh, and one on the over-under. The bronze pick is the Green Bay Packers at home playing the Chicago Bears. 
good NFC North matchup here. Both teams coming off of wins from last week. The Chicago Bears getting off the schneid and winning their first game last week in week three. And you know how I talked about you know, uh, I believe, what was it? It was Philadelphia and the Chargers where you have like defenses that are fairly even statistically. You got to defer to the better offense. Kind of the same deal here. Packers have given up 67 points in three games. Bears have given up 69 points in three games. So in a world where they're both giving up sort of the same amount of points, you got to defer to the better offense. And that's Green Bay. This is the Thursday night game, so it's a short turnaround for both teams. But Green Bay plays this team really, really, really well. Green Bay 8-2 in their last 10 straight up against Chicago. They won the last game in Green Bay. They covered a pretty darn good spread. They won that game by 16 points. And in their last 13 meetings, the betting favorite is 10-3 against the spread, while the Bears are 3-10 against the spread in the last 13 meetings. So you do the math. I really like Green Bay in this one. I'm going to tell you to take the Packers at home to beat the Bears. On the line, this is kind of a coin flip to me, actually. Green Bay's favored by a full touchdown at home. The Bears' defense has not played terribly so far this year, so it's not like I think Green Bay is going to run up the score on them or anything, but I got a question. I guess I got a question Chicago's offense, whether, you know, what they're going to be able to do against Green Bay, the numbers they're going to be able to put up. But then again, Green Bay's got some significant injuries on the defensive side, and it's not like their defense is impenetrable. So it, it's a real coin flip for me. I'm going to tell you to go Green Bay minus seven, but understand that that's probably one of my least confident against the spread picks so far this season. Total in this game is 45 and a half points. These two teams combined two and four over under, and actually head-to-head, the under is 4-1 and one in the last five games in Green Bay. So I'm actually going to tell you to go under on this number, 45.5 points. That just feels like the way that it's going to go. Relatively low-scoring game. Defenses hopefully show up. Good defensive game. Good classic NFC North matchup. But I'm going to tell you to take the Packers to win the game straight up. Green Bay minus 7, under 45.5 points. That's your bronze pick. My silver pick where I'm 2-1 straight up, 2-1 against the spread, and 0 for 0-3 on the over-under for the silver pick so far this season. I have the New England Patriots at home taking on the Carolina Panthers. Now, Panthers lost a game pretty convincingly at home against the New Orleans Saints, and now they got to hit the road, come up the coast, and play the Patriots. Not a good setup for the Panthers and a Panthers offense that's really, really struggling. Like for this team to be the number 28 total offense in football right now, based on average yards per game, that's a real shock to me. They're not getting it done through the air. Cam Newton has done virtually nothing this season. They are putting up an average of a buck eight on the ground, which is good, especially against a Patriots defense that has been pretty darn porous in terms of what they've been allowing on the ground, giving up an average of a buck 30. And look, that secondary is playing really bad. New England is the worst total defense, the worst overall defense in football right now, giving up 460 yards per game through the air. So make no mistake about it, Carolina's going to get their yards and Carolina's going to get their points. I just don't think Carolina has what it takes after that loss last week where they got embarrassed by another bad defensive team in the New Orleans Saints to then have to hit the road and go up to New England and play the Patriots. New England's going to win the game. I like the Patriots to beat the Panthers. But on the line, New England's still a nine-point favorite. It doesn't make sense with the way the Patriots' defense has been playing. Carolina's going to get their yards and get their points, as I just said. Carolina plus nine. No question in my mind, Carolina's covering that nine points, or beating that nine points, I suppose. Take Carolina plus nine. Total in this game is 48.5 points. These two teams combined four and two over under so far on the season. You have to go over on it because New England's going to score their points because they're New England and they're at home. 
Carolina's going to score their points because it's New England and they can't stop anybody. So 48.5 is a big number, but I expect this to be somewhere in the 60s, kind of like New England last week. Look, Carolina, I do think overall, has the potential to be the better offense than Houston, and Houston and New England got up over 60 last week. So over 48.5 points. I like the Patriots straight up to beat Carolina. New England not covering their nine-point spread with a Carolina plus nine and over 48.5 points. That is your silver pick. My gold pick where I'm undefeated straight up at 3-0, only 1-2 against the spread and 2-1 and on the over-under, sees the Arizona Cardinals play host to the San Francisco 49ers, an NFC West matchup. Unfortunately, the matchup of the basement of the NFC West. Cardinals fall to 1-2 and two with their loss last night against Dallas. They were looking real, real good at the beginning of that game, and they ended that game real, real bad. And the 49ers, they're winless so far on the season. Statistically speaking, this game kind of lines up. Like, this game is not necessarily as clear as it might look. The Cardinals can certainly put up their yards. They're the number 12 total offense in football right now. 284 yards on average through the air. That has them in the top five in terms of total pass offenses. And I think that's really where the game is going to come down to it. Look, San Francisco has done an admirable job thus far stopping the pass, only giving up about 215 through the air, which has them, you know, in the top half of the league in terms of their secondary. So, it's not like they've been completely dominated. They are giving up a buck 24 on average on the ground, so I think Arizona is going to be able to find some running room in this game. They have some running backs that can definitely do some damage, so I think they're going to be able to find the run room to put up the points. San Francisco allowing an average of 25 points per game, despite the fact that they've been able to stop the pass more or less. So you got to like Arizona in this game. I think it sets up for the Cardinals at home to have a really good game and a really good victory. So I like the Cardinals at home to beat the 49ers. But in a game that is relatively close and closer statistically than it might appear, at least on paper, I can't get behind the Cardinals being favored by a full touchdown. I am going to tell you to take the 49ers here plus seven. It seems like maybe a weird play, but... Arizona, they started off that game again last night. I watched that whole game. They started it off so well and then just died off at the end. The offense couldn't do anything. The defense couldn't stop anybody anymore. So they started that game really well and ended it really poorly. So this could be a backdoor cover if you want to call it that. But I like the 49ers plus seven at Arizona. There is no total in this game right now, but the two teams combined are two and four over under so far this season. So if you get a number like 43, or if especially if it's over, if it's higher than 43, take the under on it because we don't really know exactly what we're going to get from these two offenses. Certainly San Francisco's offense, which has not been all that great this season. Like they're only averaging 17 points per game. Arizona is averaging, where are you? Only 19 points a game. So I do think if you get somewhere in that range, like a 43, or if they give you a gift and it's 44, take the under on it. If you get like a 39 and a half or a 40, you might have to look at the over. But right now, that's the way I'll tell you to play it. If you get a 43, take the under. So I like the Cardinals straight up to beat the 49ers, but I like the 49ers plus seven on the line and under any number 43 or above, that is your gold pick. And the platinum pick where I am an undefeated three and O straight up, but only one and two against the spread and over under sees the Buffalo Bills travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Basically, what I'm trying to do here is take advantage of one of the only two undefeated teams left in football, playing at home in a favorable matchup against a Buffalo Bills team that's only scored five touchdowns in three games, lost their only road game so far. That was also a game against an NFC opponent, so I really like the Falcons here. I'm all over Atlanta to move to 4-0 and and beat the Bills. Atlanta in this game favored by eight points at home, which might seem a little bit high, especially against, you know, a Bills team that won last week. But, I mean, minus eight, I think they're going to cover that. I like Atlanta minus eight. That defense is much better at home. 
faster at home. Tyrod Taylor has played fairly well. The offense has played fairly well, but I really do like Atlanta minus eight. Total in this game is 48 and a half points. These two teams are three and three combined over under. I am going to tell you to go over on it because I think Atlanta is going to score quite a bit. Julio Jones, I think, has a breakout game. Finally gets to the end zone in the red zone, gets to the end zone. Buffalo, I think, is going to put up their points. So 48 and a half, big number, but I'm going to tell you to go over. Atlanta straight up to beat Buffalo. Atlanta minus eight on the line, over 48 and a half points. That is your platinum pick. All right, folks, those are your picks for week four, 2017-2018 NFL season. It's time now for the comment of the week. And the comment of the week is going to go to One Life to Live, who has commented, I believe, on every video I've done so far this season, has commented on videos in seasons past as well. And I'm giving him the comment of the week because, for the most part, the picks that he gives in his comment were pretty well right on the money. One Life to Live's comment was, I spent and still am staring at two games, the Detroit game and the Lions. If I had to pick three upsets this week, it would be the Bills. I know they're aggressive. Hey, Bills won last week. The Lions to hold in there with the Falcons. They did. Again, I really think the Lions got screwed out of that game. And lastly, yikes, I'm not going to say it, but I am. The Bears over the Steelers. He nailed it. The Bears did beat the Steelers. The Steelers, of course, being one of his favorite teams. Did you ever get that gut feeling? Of course, I can't say too much as they go against my personal picks. I compared our picks. It seems as if we have the ball rolling in the same direction on a lot of them. I'm taking the Colts over the Browns, however. Colts won that game. I feel myself second-guessing myself in all the games so far this season. Hey, man, especially last week, you can be forgiven for second-guessing yourself for the games last week. This all said, I'm speaking in terms of against the spread, not just straight up. Great picks for week three, Justin. Keep up the great work. Again, I said it, embarrassed the Bears. And also, he said, I meant the Detroit game and the Buffalo game. I've finally gone cross-eyed. Well, you might have gone cross-eyed one life to live, but it wasn't enough to take away the comment of the week from the week three video. Thank you very much for your comment. That's going to do it for the week four episode, folks. We're going to get you out of here on my CFL picks for week 15 in the CFL season. We went two and two last week. That only has a six and 10 straight up picking the CFL. But again, we're still only one week away from getting back to 500. Week 15 in the CFL, I like Ottawa at home to beat Saskatchewan. I like Calgary at home to beat Montreal. I like Toronto on the road to go into Hamilton and beat the Ticats. And I like Winnipeg on the road to go into Edmonton and upset the Eskimos. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter. Week four is in the books. I hope you enjoy it. Get your picks in there. Join the Pick'em Leagues if you haven't. Subscribe to Hatbox Nation. Follow me on Snapchat, BWF underscore 902. All that fun stuff. You're going to find all the information in the description below. Enjoy week four, and we'll see you again for week five. Mm -hmm.